You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. That is terrible. That is terrible. There's no need for any kind of that stuff at all. No room in this, in this country for that kind of behavior. Boy, John, that just makes you sick, doesn't it? 14 seconds left. The crowd reacting. With your host, Sean Joshi. Oh shit. Do you know what time it is? It's time for an event unlike any other Mark Zaratella. It's the Masters live on CBS. Do you like my Jim Nance? I do. Do you like yeah. how it gets all sensual at the end? Because Jim Nance, is, he's like making love to that golf course. You know what, he, what, he's, what he's saying there? I felt like he was here right now. Love at the Masters. Yo, how stoked are you about Tiger Woods about to win his first major since the Thanksgiving Day driveway incident? Yeah, I, I, I don't think he's going to win it. You really think he's going to win? Oh, I'm about to lose so much money on Tiger Woods. It's going to be ridiculous. You know what I mean? Look, it's been a week of losing money. <laughs> <laughs> between the yeah. national championship and it's about to be the Masters, you know. But Tiger's actually the worst action to take, you know, for the Masters because he shouldn't have the odds he should. He's sitting at fourth at 14 to 1. That's the fourth best odds in the tournament after after Justin Rose, Dustin Johnson and Rory. You know what I mean? But Tiger's yeah. won one tournament you know, in like a year, in like five years. Is there a way to short sell on that? You know, I like can like you can oh, short I sell wish. on a stock. I wish I would make so much tank. money. I would <laughs> short sell everything all the time because I feel like I'm good at finding out who sucks more than who's good. You know yeah. what I mean? He should be a hundred to one, and I'm not hating on him, but there's just I don't. I don't <laughs> why is he fourteen to one? I'll tell you exactly why he's fourteen to one because that's how Vegas makes money. They know Tiger's going to get a lot of action. You, you know Either way, I just said, is there a way to short? This is how little I gamble. Is there a way to short sell on that? You go. Yeah, bet against him in that you can take the – Well, pe- you can take the, pe- the field. The people that want him at 14 to 1. You should become a bookie for this week and say, do you want yeah, Tiger so at 14 Yeah, so if you to want one? to become uh, an illegal – run an illegal gambling right. ring, then you can absolutely find a way to short sell him. Yeah. And that's by just being I, yeah. the house. It's called being short selling and gambling. But it's called being a bookie. Being the house or the bookie is a good position to be Definitely. in anyways. Yeah. You know? But the reason that Tiger gets such good odds is because Vegas knows. This is my theory. Give us a Tommy, a Sean Joshi theory alert music. Dun, bum, 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 bum. Yes, Sean Joshi I can't 3. Hear anything. <laughs> I got nothing in here. I can't hear anything, just so you know. Got it. All right, running smooth as later. always. Um, but the reason that he has such good odds is because, in my theory, uh, Vegas knows he's going to get a lot of action because people like betting on Tiger Woods yeah. just as much as they like watching Tiger right. Woods. Right, so just bet on him, just so get, if get they some give money So if they give him ridiculous you know, odds that are actually like kind of – you know, low yeah. in terms of being fourth. Think of all the people that are going to bet on that. They're going to recoup all of that fucking money. You're right. You know what I'm saying? And plus, like, see it. 
See, like, I don't know who that guy is. And I'm John Rom. Yeah, I don't the know. The Rominator. Yeah, John is Rom is great. John Rom probably has a better chance to win than Tiger Woods. Well, like, he definitely does. The, this whole new generation, you see, uh, like, Rory's up top. He's an in between Justin. Uh, Rory, DJ, Dustin Johnson, Justin Rose, they have the best odds. And they're kind of that in between generation that was after Tiger. But uh, but not quite young enough for the intro of the speed. I like that you call them DJ. It's like every everyone who has like a first name with D, last name J, you call them DJ. <laughs> but we never call like like who is it? Ricky Rick Fowler. RF. RF, you know RF. Well, my dad is DJ Joshi. Is he really? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Deepak, Deepak That's Joshi. planned, right? Well, this DJ is super fun because he's married to Paulina Gretzky. Who's that uh, super hot Wayne Gretzky's daughter, Paulina Gretzky? Oh, is he really? Yeah, and he had a, like a cocaine problem, and like, <laughs> I like DJ injured, injured himself like while he's doing like blow and drinking. And, oh, like, that's him. He fell and like slashed his oh, arm. That's just, yeah, that's right. He pulled a Jimmy Fallon. You Perfect know what I mean? DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you set your kid up for behaving that way because the two DJs I knew growing up with the name DJ <laughs> were crazy. Yeah, because I feel like you kind of like. Like settle into. So, the are you saying my dad is doing blow right now and partying with Your Paulina dad, Gretzky? Yeah. I mean, look at you. He probably is here. He yeah. came here in the seventies. <laughs> I remember one time we were traveling. Uh, we were driving up to see my cousins at Kokomo. It was like a three-hour drive, and my dad, apropos of nothing, just leans over to me and he goes, "He goes, you know, son, sex and drugs were easy to get in the seventies." And then he didn't say anything. Yeah. And then he goes, like this, he goes, and just so you know, we're headed to. Ten seconds later, complete silence. He looks back down at me. He goes. For people who wanted to. You know what I mean? Who I was like, me? sure, Pops. And I'm in that subset. <laughs> he turns into a math equation. <laughs> yeah, man. But I was actually supposed to be at the Masters this weekend, speaking of family. Were you working? Were you going to be a caterer? No, no. My cousin uh, was has tickets, has a hookup to the Masters, my cousin does. And uh, his wife, my I thought you had to be cousin, white to be in the crowd there. I know, right? Yeah. You had to be a white male. It's just, They've reinstated the rules since Trump became president. <laughs> They actually have a. Sign. They grandfathered it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said they said no various colors allowed. So is that, that like on your bucket ruined. list? Like want to see the Masters? No, I've always wanted to see the Masters, especially for Tiger to win. But his wife won't let him go yeah. because they just had a baby or something, and something about priorities or something. Your I was cousin. like, way to be selfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, so I'm not going, but I'm still gonna put down money on Tiger because every year I get my hopes up that Tiger's gonna win again. You're a big fan. Oh, I love Tiger. Do you really? Because you kind, you guys kind of look a little like. Yeah, like. You do. Like, for some people, Martin Luther King Jr. is their Martin Luther King Jr. I'm a and Martin for me, Luther King the third guy. Tiger Woods is my Martin Luther King Jr. Is he? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Do, I do know what you mean. I mean, the way that he was able to, you know, just ingratiate himself in the entire community of uh, Gulf Coast cocktail waitresses, just a real hero right He did there. it like you would do it or like <laughs> I would do it. There's just without a doubt. Real, uh, just a real hero. He doesn't get credit enough for being the partier that he was, too. Like, everyone goes, oh, golfing partier, John Daly. He did it, Daly. He he goes, did it Tiger, Woods, Tiger Woods did it ten times more Better than John, than John Daly. Daly. Yeah, he yeah, went yeah. to rehab for two things, pain kills and sex. <laughs> you know Some guy like? on the golf course had his uh, – had a picture of his mugshot on his shirt. He's like, Tiger! And Tiger just starts laughing at him Did he? walks by. Yeah, he wasn't Great. like a dick about he it. He has a much better sense of humor lately. Oh, he's fun. He was an when he was coming up, he was an asshole. I could I didn't like him. Yeah. Remember when you yell at people when they snap a well, photo? It's, it's kinda like that whole Michael Jordan thing of just winning above all else. To the There's point just humble yeah, yeah, and he got humbled. There's nothing like yeah. being you know. But he hasn't just, won since then. You know what I mean? Really, yeah. totally once. No, he. No, well, didn't he? Well, wasn't he hot for a little bit 
and then then the injuries started it like comes, right. It at, comes and goes, but now it seems hasn't like won his a major. Back, he hasn't won a major, but it seems like his back is the most stable that it's been right now. Yeah. And like every year, his I back find, is back. I, his back is back. And every year I find something to like attach my hope and hang it on. And yeah. this year it's a quote by none other than the motherfucking Golden Bear himself, Jack Nicholas, where he really? says, and I quote, I've never seen Tiger this confident. I played with him three weeks ago. He shot the easiest 64 I've ever seen. Easiest 64 I've ever seen with total ease, no effort. He hit every single fairway. That's Jack Nicholas saying that he saw Tiger Woods three weeks ago shoot a 64, the easiest 64 he's ever seen. Bovada, FanDuel, take all of my money, please. Nicholas is you will have there. all of my money. Yeah. You know? <laughs> please take all of my money. If, if you weren't to bet on Tiger, who would you bet on? If I wasn't to bet on Tiger, let me look at these odds real quick. Uh, Justin well, Thomas. At I mean, just not even. I would take. Okay. I would take Justin Thomas at sixteen to one or Brooks Kepka at twenty five. Okay, to so one. that's like an odds thing. But let's say just take the odds out. Who do you who do you think will win? Who's hot right now? I would say. I would say if I had to put money on a guy at all even odds, I would put on Brooks Kepka. Okay. Brooks Kepka is jacked like a fucking linebacker. Catch, oh, that's I know exactly you're talking because about. because what the other thing that Tiger did. Um, and, and ways they changed golf. Not only did he open up golf to you know minorities and different communities and different economic communities, and really made the game a general game. Tiger took the game out of the country club and he gave it to everybody. But the other thing that he did is, you know, Tiger always used to say, uh, he always used to say, okay, he, they, people would ask him, are golfers athletes? And he goes, I don't know if golfers are athletes, but I am an athlete. You know, yeah. and he set that tone for golfers now, you know, where most of the golfers now are jacked, ripped. They do cardio. They train like real athletes. The, of course, you yeah. have like Patrick Reed. But, you know, you look at guys like Brooks Kepka, who looks like a safety or. A yeah, their pants aren't sagging off the back of their body. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. This yeah, guy yeah. has an S. They're I mean, not all eating grilled cheese sandwiches, right. drinking whiskey and smoking, you know, Marlboro Reds like they're John Daly, <laughs> you yeah, know, which was fun. But yeah, FanDuel, if for the gamblers out there, FanDuel is having uh, an awesome kind of like uh, a Tiger event. Basically, you can enter um, you can enter this like big kind of tournament where you pick six golfers, right? It's uh, it's a million dollar contest, 200,000 to first place, 1 million uh, overall. Uh, and it's 15 bucks to enter. You can enter up to 150 times, but here's the kicker. This is how much people love Tiger. If Tiger wins, this tournament, they will give all the entry free money back. And how do you win <laughs> back to people? But explain that to me. How do you win money on this? So, you so pick six it's, 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 it's essentially the way this works is the same as a March Madness pool. Like you all put money into the pool. And then, and then the winner like pulls out from that. Right, but when I'm picking six golfers, that mean pick the top six. Yeah. So then, so then you have a sixty thousand dollar budget, and you pick six golfers. So like Tiger will have a certain money value. Okay, I see. So like Tiger, it costs eleven thousand dollars to have Tiger on your team. Uh, Bubba Watson costs like ten thousand dollars to have. And on you got to, and all six have and to be have to be six. under sixty. And, and no, whoever has the most points from those combined six. Oh, I see. Okay. You know what I mean? Yep, that makes it's sense. It's the same way they do like that's fun. The Bachelor. That's a good way <laughs> to get people watch. Now I'd watch. That's a, that's a really interesting term. I would actually watch golfing now because golfing. If you golfing is almost like baseball, you have to be interested in the players or you don't want to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Like, being a Yankees because I'm also a Yankees fan. Yeah. You don't wear a Celtics hat. Sure. Like people go. Well, so you're a Celtics and Yankees fan. Yeah, good to know. Do you also like Duke? No, Cowboys. You no, motherfucker. Carolina went to school in Carolina. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you still don't like Duke. Yeah, right, know? totally. Uh, they're my second team. No. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but you people that ask me about baseball, like in baseball, you have to be happy if like 
if you were a Yankees fan back in the day, that Derek Jeter got to hit that inning, even though yeah. he didn't score because his batting average went up. Yeah. So I, with golfing, it's the same thing. Go, ooh, he has a top five finish. But this is a good way to get people interested in oh, golf. For sure. I might do Gambling this. is always a good way to get people into everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I may or may not have bet on a Filipino Basketball Association League this game. Did you, you know, really? This league or this one year the, just to do it. <laughs> one of the nastiest basketball players I ever played against was this little Filipino girl I was dating. And she played like, women. <laughs> wait, wait. Well, I just want to like really digest that sentence. One of the nastiest basketball players I've ever played against was this little Filipino girl I was dating. She just had this. Please like, explain. We just played one on one, and she beat me a couple times. She just had. Like, and this is when I was like really good at best. She had like a little head fake that she would do, and she dribble and she could finish. Oh, with she either, got you on the head fake. She huh? could finish with either hand. Oh yeah, and you know how it's it's also hard to wait. Play. I'm, are we talking sexual innuendos now or not? I'm really <laughs> I'm really confused. No, no, I'm, I'm talking yeah. the bat on the half court, on the half court, <laughs> on the half court, on the half court. Yeah, and she could finish with either hand, and it was uh, holy shit. Were you, you know how, playing, like, you don't were you playing? Were you playing a girl? Were you playing Filipino Joanna man? Is that what was happening? No, I would know. <laughs> <laughs> So what happened? So you deer up. We broke up. That's what happened. Oh yeah. If you if you beat me twice in the basketball, you're so court. insecure in your no. masculinity, Tommy. <laughs> or Tommy, not Tommy. See, when I think of effeminate, I just immediately go to Tommy. I'm sorry, man. Hey, I'm I'm talking in a low voice these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, so they asked Tiger, uh, does he need to win another green jacket? Here was Tiger's response. Tiger, do you feel like you need to win here again, or would you do you just want to win here again? Well, I don't really need to win again. Uh, what a smile. I really want to. Dude, that is just the tiger smile. I will eat your babies if that's what it takes. To win. <laughs> Give me all of your baby stem cells if that's what it takes to win another <laughs> Masters, man. I'm so excited. I don't know if you could hear the sound of that under the table, but that's me just bringing an erection for the four <laughs> days of beautiful golf that are about to happen and the resurrection of one Eldrick Tiger Woods as the greatest golfer of all time. The hunt of Nicholas is back on. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? <laughs> I can feel that I'm going to lose so much money. How many more? How many more majors does he need? At <laughs> uh, three or four, I think he's at fourteen and Jack's at eighteen, or he's right. at thirteen and Jack's at seventeen, yeah, or I think something it's four. like that. But I gave up on that chase a long time ago. But Colin O'Neill, who we made a bet 2012 on the side of Kerry Jones's house in Indiana, you said Tiger Woods would never win another major again, and we put forty fucking bucks on it. So I expect you to pay up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But uh, speaking of losing money, I also lost money. Bovada took my money. Uh, due to, um, I don't know if you heard about this, but there was another riot in Charlottesville featuring a yacht of uh, young white kids. Did you hear about this? There was, they ran it back? Yeah, yeah, because Charlottesville is Second where annual? the University of Virginia actually yeah, of is. Oh, there was a riot during the, at the championship game. Yeah, 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 yeah. And fucking Virginia cost me so much goddamn money, man. They ripped my heart out. You Virginia bet on Texas did. Tech? Yeah, I bet on Texas Tech, dude. I was going to win, too. You're um, passionate about Texas Tech basketball? I am kind of passionate about Texas Tech basketball. I'll let you know why. Because one, Robert Montgomery Knight coached at Texas Tech after he coached at the greatest university ever. Oh, you had, uh, Indiana yeah. motherfucking university. Dude, there was a great bet And he hired, mm-hmm. he hired a graduate assistant right. by the name of Chris Beard, who coached which team? Marcus? Indiana Hoosiers? No, Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Oh, in the Texas national now. championship game now. Oh, this year, yeah. So it's like a Bobby Knight connection, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I you know, I would have been kind of a little sad if Texas Tech would have uh, won a national championship before before we did. But for Robert Montgomery Knight, uh, the only Trump supporter I fully and full throatedly support, 
Uh, <laughs> do you do you, you love him? I do love Bobby Knight. I do love Bobby Knight. But um, but yeah, I lost so much money. But, but what, what I do now, I have a new that, system of betting. The, I have a new system of betting, and thanks to the internet, um, you can now do real time prop bets. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the line is always changing, right? Yep. So why would you take a line at the beginning of a game when you don't know what the game is going to look like? Right, see it flow. So I have a whole new system of betting. So second half, when um, when uh, da, 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 who are the fuck are they? Charlottesville. When Virginia was up uh, like seven points, I was getting six and a half. You know, and a lot of points in uh, points in the game, it was down to a half a point or something like that. So I took action at six and a half. Okay. And then I took uh, when they were. I took more so action. So walk me through ten. that. What you're what you're what you're what you're watching. I'm watching and I'm and looking at the game. And half, then you can bet in that moment. Then I will bet right when I think I have good good odds on it. Or basically, that Texas Tech will come back. You're basically saying no, no, they, no. Texas Tech has to lose. Right. They can lose by six points. Got if it. they lose by That's more I mean. than that, then yeah. I lose. But if they Got lose it. by less than six or they win yeah. at six and a half, I win all. And the you money. won that. I won. No, I didn't. I'll tell you why. Because those fuckers, Virginia, and their last-second bullshit, okay? So if Texas if, – if, if Virginia did not hit that last-second three, yes. I would have won 47 bucks. Okay. Life-changing money for in you. Life-changing motherfucking money, right? Right. Well, I'm trying to build my Bovada account to like where it's like to a grand, and then I'm going to really start. But I don't want to have outside money. I want to have cultured within my little incubator, right? So I'm building my – so you've got a, a rock solid plan, right? But those motherfuckers, motherfucking Ty Jerome with that beautiful driving kick, he hits that fucking three. I'm like, oh fuck, here we go again. You know what I mean? Because then they lose by eight. You this know? is why I don't care. And I was this is so, so much to close. Weigh in your mind. I was gonna cover with Virginia because I was actually getting plus one on Virginia, but I said no. Let it ride, Texas Tech. They're gonna do it. And the motherfuckers won by eight. Motherfucking Virginia. In the, the end, they won by eight in overtime. They outscored so by I eight lost in overtime. So I lost my bet by two points. And not only that, I had Purdue in the same situation against Virginia, and they did the same fucking thing. Name the the third guy on Purdue. I can't. That's why we don't gamble on Purdue. I can't. This is, this is coming from not. A, but there was a great bet. In but that, I'm not. But it doesn't matter. I'm betting the spread. I you know. know but I mean? hear me out. The yeah. Texas Tech, Virginia game. If there was an article on ESPN.com, it was like the third article that said, lowest over under in the history of the NCAA finals. So I texted my gambling friend. I said, Justin, you see this? I go, are we betting on this? He goes, no way. The defense is terrible. I go, there's. No, the n- defense is really good. I go, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, the offense. The, the offenses are terrible. Yeah. But they beat the over. It, yeah, exactly. I thought yeah. it was an awesome. If, if it says lowest over under for a title game ever, ever. you just bet over. I mean, yeah. they, they outscored it by a ton. Yeah. And, and, you know, for the first five minutes of that game, I, I was actually thinking that when I saw it. I was like, oh, yeah. I don't like to bet before the games now that I do in game prop betting. But uh, I was like, uh, and yeah. then I watched the first three, five minutes of the game, and they scored like two baskets between it. I was like, it's a good thing. How about after think. game betting? <laughs> if, you pro- if you promise the site you haven't looked at ESPN.com yet. Well, you know what's really fucked up is like when I have the live prop bets and I have the Bovada live updates on the spread, I can tell before the TV what's going to happen because the spread will so change you got accordingly. System. The spread will change accordingly. So mm-hmm. it's ahead of the TV. Mm-hmm. So the only way I'm thinking, if you go to a Clippers game, you can't lose. maybe you can beat it at the Clippers <laughs> game because then you can update it before Bovada can update it. You know? There's meetings for t- stuff like this. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's 13 steps. 13th being apologizing oh, to your dad. But this, <laughs> this, this system I have in place, I've, I've been betting on the Warriors. So what I'll wait is like the Warriors. So if the Warriors are down 15 points, you will get – 
14 and a half on the Warriors. And I you're like telling they, me the Warriors are going to lose by 14 points? So I'll put money on it, and I'm just going to say— There was another great bet last night that the, the Lakers were getting 10 points. I lost a lot of points. money on the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, totally. The Lakers were getting 10 points at home last night because I just happened—I I almost never look at gambling. I really yeah, don't because yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't do another thing. I have too oh, much— Oh, I'm going to I'm gonna. I'm too gonna many things I've fallen victim to. I'm going to convert you. you you're definitely not. I can't—you I, you, you won't. Yeah. But I, I saw the Lakers were getting 10 points last night at home— in Walton's finale, right, and Walton's supposed. And look, they finale. lost by three. They were getting ten at home to the Blazers. See, so that's no a Sean play. Joshi bet. That's, that's a, that Sean would have been Joshi a great system. bet. I texted my friend Justin that too. I go, Yo, man, you should bet the Lakers are getting ten at home yeah. to a team that's not even going to try tonight, and they're going to Lakers gonna, are going to try to win. They lost. I thought that was. Not, it seems like at the if you've noticed this, at the end of seasons, the last game of the year, there are some bets that are glaringly good. Oh yeah, because because you can't like you can't Vegas can't ingrain human intention. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean in terms yeah. of who's really going to show up, who's already in the Bahamas yeah. or anything like that. The Lakers you know? were playing for jobs last night but too. But see, this is it. Ten points. You put down the three. This is the Sean Joshi system of betting. I'll soon be writing a PDF for which you can PayPal me forty seven dollars to make up for my winnings last night, and I will send you the Sean Joshi PDF. Okay. <laughs> It may only be, you know, one page. <laughs> It'll be good. But uh, speaking of lowest under, over under, um, Virginia Texas Tech was the lowest rated NCAA championship game in 10 years, which to me is actually really sad because that was the best basketball game I have seen in a long time. It was just oh, really? a great basketball I game. I thought it was very good. I thought after the first five minutes, I mean, the intensity – uh, the defense, the uh, tension—you know—I thought it was—I thought it was a fabulous game, about a fabulous exhibition of basketball that would have made James Naismith proud. So I find it very like intriguing. Such a great game with so much on the line would have such a low rating. I don't. Yeah, it just wasn't a basketball basketball program, Texas Tech, because you just feel like. Oh, is that what you're thinking? It is. Is that why? Yeah, I mean, he talked to my dad the next day. He's like, Virginia Tech won. He goes, No, this, it was. <laughs> So it, you think no? That's actually probably what it is. It's hundred percent. It wasn't like Duke in it no. or Kentucky in it. One no. of those bullshit schools. But that makes me so happy. That's what makes Why it is interesting. It one of those bullshit schools. Because those bullshit schools are always fucking in it. It's like the NBA finals, dude. It gets boring when it's the same fucking teams. The reason the NFL is like, you know, far so and away highest. Team? Reason the NFL is high, far and away highest rating is because motherfucking Jacksonville or St. Louis or whenever there. Or, you know, yeah. Minnesota, they have just as good of a chance as the Dukes of the NFL and shit. And I, my team is the Indiana Pacers, of which I'm very oh, I'm proud. I'm a Celtics fan. I just can see by the, the greatest, we got to get together. The greatest franchise in the history of sports. Don't at me. The Indiana Pacers. Yeah. You're not going to acknowledge the fact that I said we have to get together? We will. I don't, we'll talk about the Celtics-Pacers things. Not right now. But we will, we yeah, will yeah, watch yeah, it. Yeah. Celtics-Pacers first round. Tune in but next yeah. week. Yeah, I thought it was a great game. And, you know, I thought both teams had, like, a lot of great personalities. Um, if not— if not great NBA talent, there Texas, wasn't great no, NBA there is, though. talent. No, there is no Texas Tech has what's considered like the number four pick this year. Jared Culver, but yeah. he really, really hurt himself on that exponent on that game because he didn't play well. He played like dog shit. That happens. That it happen. does happen. I mean, it happened to Shane. Virginia has a great defensive to, team too. It happened to Shane Falco in the replacements, which is why he went from Ohio State Rose Bowl MVP to yeah. <laughs> cleaning off barnacles off a houseboat, aka Keanu Reeves in the replacements. Or, or Shane there. Falco. I'm getting my uh, Keanu Reeves quarterbacks characters mixed, mixed up. What was the name, Tommy, of uh, Keanu Reeves in Point Break? Was that Shane Falco or was mm, that the replacement? I'll look it up. Yeah. But either way, it can, it can hurt your draft status. But I was very, 
unimpressed with what I saw from Jared Culver. He looked like he had the range, the size of an NBA player, yeah. but oh my God, he hurt I felt like team. someone went over 10 in the championship game last year who actually had a, a good season. Yeah. <laughs> or no, no, uh, uh, Trey Young. Kid for the Hawks had a bad had a bad tournament last year. Yeah, correct. Trey, Trey for Trey Young had a bad back half of the season. You yeah, know, Oklahoma had that. You know, huge either slide. rookie of the year, or rookie of the year runner up. You know. Yeah, yeah, he's been great. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, DeAndre Hunter is had a great game, who everyone was really excited about. But he's like the kind of talent that's going to get drafted and then just sit as like the tenth guy in Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> for like three or four years, you know what I mean? And then like Jared Culver seems destined to wash out with like. Whoever has the That's why pick. they got to figure out this college basketball thing because we got the teams, we got the arenas full. Just pay yeah. the guys. That's way. That way, we can still see them in, in Duke uniform or in, in you know. Yeah. These, like Jared Culver should be coming back next year. And that, but that's he's going to the NBA. That's actually an interesting point. Um, my favorite player in the whole tournament, though, and 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 yesterday was Ty Jerome. Ty Jerome is great. Talk about winning plays. He's just one of those college guys like Tebow or Hansbro yeah. that at the end of the games, he's always making winning plays. He, he and he's how many how many teams has he single handedly like motherfucking Kano from yeah. uh, he has the <laughs> Mortal Kombat yeah. just fucking in the chest and rip out their fucking heart. Yep. He did it to Carson Edwards and Purdue with the last second scramble and save yep. to throw it to uh, the guy, the blonde hair demolition yep. man, Wesley Snipes. <laughs> and then he did it to uh, he did it to uh, Auburn. He did it to Auburn and then Texas Tech with that drive and kick. Always in the right spot at the right time. Dude, that, Ty that Jerome is, is going to be the best player on FC Barcelona two years from now. Just wait till he yeah. takes over the EuroLeague. It's yeah. going to be. It's Does he have be NBA talent? Over. Is he a senior? What, what year is he? He's a senior. They say he could come back. Oh no, he's a junior, I think. And they say he could come back, but he's projected as a late first. And if he, he if that's where he is right now, a late first, he should come out now. Yeah. You know, because that kind of guy, you don't know where he is. And it's kind of like a weak draft this year too. So it not might at be the top kind of, of it. Not it's it's top heavy with two guys, but uh They've gotten so good at scouting that the NBA draft is almost always top heavy now. Yeah. They've gotten really good at it. But you know, as far as you're saying, um Letting letting the pairs players play it looks or pay the players it looks like we'll see what's gonna happen we'll see what's gonna happen uh, my theory uh, Tommy Tom uh, Sean Joshi theory music please dun, 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 dun. Ba -da -da -bum. it's funny how the theory music changes from theory to theory you know what I mean does it change <laughs> but uh, my theory is that they're going to make high school players eligible again. Uh, for the draft. Oh, they definitely are. And w w when did you say that was going to happen? 2022. 2022. And I they think said they want the they want the kids that are going to high school now to know that it's just it's just another four years of controlling the money. But yeah. hey, we want the kids to know when they get into high school that they'll be going pro. And we want the pro teams to be able to scout them all the way through high school. I mean, it's bullshit, but that's what they're saying. It's 2022. Well, I, and I don't think they're doing it because of any altruistic labor reasons. Like, no. if you serve through the Army, you should serve through that. I think this is their way of assuaging. Am I assuaging? Am I using that word right? Assuaging. Assuaging. Um, <laughs> uh, the whole pay issue. Because if they of let course. people who want to get paid go in when they're 18, then the people who aren't going in are, you know, you can say that they're – implicitly agreeing to this whole non-payment system or non-payment Yeah, and then they go, oh, you got to go in for two years. If you don't go in, you go, well, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, well, I don't think do if they let people in on 18, they can let they can cut them off at two years. I know. That, well, that's what they're saying, that they might oh, do. Oh, is, like, is, is, is that the real be, proposal? Yeah, like zero or two. You go, no, I don't like that either. It should just be you, be you should be able to go pro when you're able to go pro. Yeah, but, you know. 13 years old. If, you, if they all pay you to wear sneakers at 13, you should be able to get a sneaker contract in high school. Like Mike. Yeah, there's enough YouTube hits. 
Yeah. Zion should have gotten sneaker money literally three years Dude, ago. It's ridiculous that Zion's. I not started watching his clips money. literally three years ago. Yeah. But um, I think another unintended consequence is going to be. Uh, excuse me. It's going to be. Um, Spicy, tastes like Funyuns. It's going to be uh, – so I think it's going to be like the evening out of college basketball. So we've already seen like Virginia and Texas Tech, not two non-like super powerful teams make it. I think when you take away this whole one-year recruiting deals because all those guys are going to go to high school, it's going to even shit out even more. And those teams that are recruiting two, three, four-year players like Virginia, like Texas Tech, I think you're going to see a lot more parity in, in college basketball and a lot more of those mid-level teams able to compete with the big boys, which is really, I think, in the end, a great thing for college basketball. Yeah, basketball's never had more talent. Even in the NBA, like do you remember growing up in the in the bad NBA teams had zero good players. Now the bad NBA teams have three players. I would go watch an Orlando Magic game without doubt. Really, I I mm-hmm. dis I disagree with that Wait, actually. No, okay. When you were a kid, yeah, and the, Every, Washi- the was, Washington Bullets, yeah, who was their best player that you would leave the house to go see? Chris Webber. No, before that. What do you mean before that? That's when I was a kid. You mean Wes Unsled in 1978? Yeah, I think I actually think back when we were growing up. Every team had at least one superstar, and now you don't have it because of the whole grouping of the superstar system. You know, every team back when we were growing up the had The Phoenix it, Suns were the worst team in the league. They, well, they, had, they, Devin, had they had Devin Booker. They had Bar- I mean— I know, but this year. Devin Booker is, to me, a top-ten player because he's nasty. Right. What about, like, the Bulls, you know? The Bulls have— uh, Zach Levine. Yeah, but he's not really a star. You'll I find somebody who you, can, dunk contest pro- who you I, can promote. Oh, who, every scrub wins the damn dunk contest. I don't contest. think so. Not with him, though. He averaged like 20 and Fred in like Jones won the dunk contest. Does I, anyone who I, Fred I, Jones I politely is? disagree. <laughs> we should fight if, now. If the NBA, okay, your yeah. team, the Indiana Pacers, Zion's obviously the number one pick. Yeah. If your team has the number number two pick, who do you take? Well, we'll, we'll get to that. We're not second. there yet. We're not there yet. We'll get okay. to that in a second. Well, I want to stay on this for one reason. You know, and this kind of plays into the MJ versus LeBron thing that, oh, there was more talented players now. And I see a lot of people, especially on Twitter, oh, MJ had to play against all these white guys. And they'll picture, they'll put, post a picture of him driving on Jeff Hornacek. If you look at 1993, and pe- people, because, you know, if you were born in 1993, 1993 might as well be 1977. 1993, <laughs> motherfuckers were athletic, okay, and just as much as they are now. And let me t- give you my point. In 1993, you had less white players in the NBA than you did last year. You know what I mean? So that whole, like, argument to me doesn't really Because there's wash. Europeans playing? I don't know the reasons, but they're white. Let's Okay, let's look up, <laughs> let's look up 1993 yeah. there's all a Wiki- teams. There's a Wikipedia page. While we're looking things up, uh, Keanu yeah. Reeves in Point Break's name was Johnny Utah. Shit, Johnny <laughs> Utah. Fuck. Johnny Utah's re- no, third NBA all-team. All, all, all and... And and replacements with Shane Falco. Yeah. Two great quarterback names who I would probably draft at least in the first or second round. You know what I mean? <laughs> but Johnny Utah was supposed to be in that movie. It's like I love sports movies where the writer, like, doesn't watch sports and the shit doesn't exactly make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, in that movie, if I remember correctly, Johnny Utah was a stud at Ohio State, like, number one quarterback prospect, right? And then he has a bad championship game. And then all of a sudden, he can no longer play in the pros. Ridiculous. And he becomes like an FBI agent. And you know what? <laughs> I may actually be conflating the story arc of Johnny Utah and Shane Falco. <laughs> they should make a movie where replacements meets point break. That would be fucking amazing. <laughs> 
It just switches okay. movies midway. Now, here, yeah. Here's an example of the 1988-89 third-team All-NBA. Yeah. Terry Cummings, Dominique Wilkins, Robert Parrish, Dell Ellis, Mark Price. Those guys are all ballers. Yeah, but the third-team this year? Well, that's the thing. It's also recency bias. You've seen the third-team uh, play this year. But look, those are legends. Mark Price is an absolute legend. Steve Rice, or Steve Rice, Steve Nash before Steve Ash, Dale S. Ellis, dead-eye three-point shooter, Robert Parrish, fucking legend, one of the best defenders in the big uh, in the paint ever, Dominique Wilkins, Hall of Famer, yeah. everyone knows Dominique, and Terry Cummings was like a 22, 23-point-a-game scorer, if not more that year. It's just recency bias. Okay, we now don't let's know look at, those players let's look anymore. At, let's look at last year's third yeah, team. Please. Paul George. Jimmy Butler, Carl Anthony Towns, Stephen Curry, Victor Oladipo. Yeah, and here's I think the there's thing. a little bit more talent now. There's here's the thing though, like I like the old guys too. Trust me, I'm, I'm yeah. not. A, yeah. But a lot of that is recency bias. So like for instance, let's look at within that. Within that, who, where was the old third team? Like I think Neek is better than all that third team except for Steph. You know, Paul George better overall. Oh, player. Neek is better than Paul George. Yeah, I mean, I, I like think Dominique. Nick is better than Paul. Paul George yeah. had a great year, but for all of Paul George's great year, they are the sixth seed. I'm sick of hearing Paul George MVP. They are the oh, they sixth flop down seed. The stretch. Yeah, no doubt. They are the sixth seed, man. No doubt, flop down the stretch. Yeah, but as far as just to get back to the NCAA and in terms of, of paying them, how would you how would you solve the whole the whole it's pay easy. issue? It's easy. It's they what own their do? they own their fame. They should do autograph shows, half their jersey sales, and sign their sneaker contract. End of story. Yeah. And if you can get a sneaker, they're like, well, what about the kids that play, you know, fencing? You go, yeah, they get a full scholarship. That's worth it. And if they can get a contract, and, and you should be able to do commercials. Yeah. So, you know, it's like commercial, own your fame. If, if someone wants to book Zion Williamson for something, yeah. let them book him for something. So, so yeah, so what do you say to those people who say, you hey, title, rights title, title nine issues, it should be illegal other to say sports aren't going to get paid as much as a basketball cares, it's fine. Football. They should not. You, if, 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 you, if you would pay a fencer to do a Gatorade commercial, he should be able to do a Gatorade commercial. Yeah. They should be able to do commercials. Well, I only buy my sports drink based on what the best fencers are, are doing. <laughs> right, exactly. But if, if there is, a, if there is a, a, a charismatic fencer, he should be able to make money. <laughs> yeah. He should be. I, by the way, fencing <laughs> is badass now. Have you seen uh, fencing in the Olympics? It's crazy. We're not First talking about, about selling stolen VCRs. We're talking about actual <laughs> fencing, right? I'm talking about actual fencing. Sword they play. Have, yeah. They have awesome head covers like with their whole flags on them. So they look like really gnarly, kind of like modern We're also knights. just holding and back. And they have like laser shit. It's like super cool. Let's just stop <laughs> holding back to take off the helmet. Full just poke your eye out. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. Get a horse involved. So I was looking up the most <laughs> brutal sports that are currently like in uh, existence. And I had this idea for a show two years ago. Damn it, Tommy. And, uh, and now it's a sport? Now it's a real sport. Is a and modern... have you gambled on it? <laughs> Maybe. I love that scene in Dirty Work where he's like, I know when you say uh, no three times in a row that you're lying. And he's like, do you find Burt Reynolds attractive? And he's like, no. He's like, do you find Burt Reynolds attractive? He's like, no. He's like, do you find Burt Reynolds attractive? And he's like, no. <laughs> so that's kind of like my baby. But uh, <laughs> modern uh, modern medieval fighting. So they give him like all armor, like the whole armor and all the shit, and they have swords and like axes and hammers, and they're just like where is this happening? Beating the shit out of each other. It's like a sports, like it's an actual sword. It's like an MMA thing. Yeah, yeah. it's an actual sword. It's an actual sword. I don't this know how sharp it is, but I saw one motherfucker 
with like one of those like war hammers completely go at another dude's head when he was like supine and like it bent the whole helmet and shit. It was kind of scary. And Jesus. then they even have an MMA version. Where this it's is like, online? It's like medieval MMA. It's like MMMA. Yeah. And it's like it's mixed martial arts with all this other shit added. But one, they're just in like an open field with like swords, like Game of Thrones and shit and just fighting. It's in awesome. the United States. I don't know. It's like probably some fucking Eastern European country. Yeah. Who knows? You know what I mean? Uzbekistan or, Nebraska. or some shit. Yeah, but um, yeah. So yeah, th- yeah. A fencer is if he's getting a forty thousand dollar, eighty thousand dollar scholarship to go play. Yeah, that makes sense to me. But Zion, who if he was in the league, would be generating <laughs> probably twenty, thirty million. Yeah, you're right. That kind of that if a fencer sense. can get like an eye patch endorsement. Yeah, and look how <laughs> this is this is to give you an eye patch endorsement. <laughs> This is how um, – let me see if I can find it. Yeah, this is uh, – so Kyle Guy, this is how ridiculous the whole NCAA rules are. Kyle Guy recently got engaged. Listen to how the NCAA is kind of like intervening within that process. This is how right. ridiculous the rules are. Listen. Here we go. Particular silverware set or plate? Yeah, no, I. Happen to slide into a story. Yeah, that was uh, crazy to me that that that's illegal because that's what a registry is for. Is uh, yeah, NCAA said it was illegal, so I'm not going to argue with it right now. I'm going to try to win a national championship and then we'll we'll, we'll open that book. Yeah. Yeah. The NCAA is so corrupt. It so makes me sick. Kyle Guy and his fiance can't even have a wedding registry because the NCAA. Says that's illegal. That is just fucking crazy to me, man. Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, if two kids at age want to get together and make a huge mistake, then they should be allowed to. <laughs> on their own, on unadulterated. Their own reconnaissance, right? <laughs> um, I, also, Luka Doncic, uh, the likely MVP in Dallas, had a great idea, and he was just like, "Hey guys, just go play in Europe." Like, why are you even messing with this college system? Luca, when he was 14, was a professional basketball player, I, I think in FC Barcelona system, and they do the same thing that they do for soccer, meaning when, they, when you're a soccer player and you're a stud, 10 or 11-year-old, these academies that are connected directly to Man U uh, or to Barcelona's That's just soccer not the division. Solution. We can't be sending our basketball well, players to Europe. It's just that well, let me, let me it's finish. We'll go into, from a personal standpoint, if you're a poor kid and you're in Montgomery, Alabama, why the hell not? We can't you go lose there, our talent over you there. Go, yep. you, you're not going to lose your talent over there. Let me finish and you'll get it. You <laughs> go there, right? And you go, they have their own schools there, their own private schools with the best tutors and the best teachers that these kids enter at 10 or 11 while they're training. So their whole lives are soccer and academics. Yep. You know what I mean? So Luca was in that since he was 14. He had the best education he could have. And then when it was time for him to come to the NBA at 18 or 19, he came here. Not only was he able to do that, he was able to support his family as well. So if I'm some kid Definitely. who hasn't made any money and I'm 14 years old and Barcelona wants to get me and I'm going to get a better education than this bullshit high school here, you know what I mean? And I'm going to get paid. Nine hundred thousand a year, and I'm gonna f- go yeah. to the. I can go to the NBA when I'm eighteen. We just We're not gonna lose our talent. No, he's, he's right, but we just maybe UNC out here. will lose their talent, but the NBA is not gonna lose their talent. You know, <laughs> I don't know, man. It, it, it's correct on paper. We just gotta fix it here, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, dude. But uh, but speaking of you know the draft and 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 everything, um, it's gonna be interesting this year. Uh, because the NBA has actually changed the odds. So the whole hinky system with the 76ers of just tanking into oblivion 
and uh, and getting all the top guys has been a little bit obscured because what they're doing now, Mark, is they're uh, changing it. So the bottom three teams all have equal odds of getting mm-hmm. that top pick in the ping pong thing. What do you think? Do you think this is a good thing for the NBA oh, of overall? Course. Yeah, definitely. Do you like? Why do you like it? It just and it, you can't tank so much. Yeah, you know, because there is a level. Like the bottom three teams should probably get. You, you don't want, you know, I don't know. Maybe every team should just get one ball. Every, That'd be fun, <laughs> honestly. You know, <laughs> that'd be crazy. But then you'd end up with like literally a team that just team. misses out on the playoffs because of an injury or something. That's fine. Being like a stud, you know, right, getting yeah. like the number of one pick. The Celtics should have a chance at Zion. <laughs> oh, this is where this is coming. This from. is where this is coming from. This is where it's coming from. Yeah, yeah, Zion. It's an interesting situation. So the three worst teams right now are uh, the Knicks, um, the Suns, and, and Big Cleveland. Baller Brand, and and Big Baller Brand. <laughs> yeah, now it is <laughs> suffering <laughs> totally. Even even uh, even the what's his kid is out of there. Uh, oh, what's the Lakers? I always get Leangelo Lamelo. I always get Lamello, yeah. yeah Lamelo. Oh, which by the way, uh, Lavar is now recorded saying that Leangelo, not even uh, he's bouncing down. Is, it. He's is a bouncing better downtown. than Z- Zion. Leangelo? <laughs> yeah, according to LeVar. But um, <laughs> but it's actually a great way to build a team just by tanking. The Suns aren't that far away. The Suns are fun. From having a badass the, the NBA, team. Dude, the NBA is really fun. Look, they have a lot of good players, dude. Zaire Smith is nasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Devin Zaire Booker. Smith. DeAndre My Aiden, cousin, Jimmer Fredette. Booker, your cousin, Jimmer Fredette, who's going to be on the podcast. Well, thir- he's technically my third cousin, but I told you when you go to the it's NBA, okay. you get bumped up to full All cousin. you Mormons all sleep with each other and shit. You're all very close family. I Can get I talk it. to you for a second over here? <laughs> <laughs> but so we have, we have the Knicks, who, let's just say the Knicks were the worst team. According to record, it, it, it should it, it would go Knicks, Phoenix, Cleveland. Now there is a high level of drop off. God, after I the cannot first two stand picks. Cleveland. After the first two, picks. I mean they're just they're so evil that owner. Dude, seems what evil. if what if Cleveland wins? Because yeah. R.J. Barrett seems to be the third pick, and R.J. Barrett's gonna go play in Cleveland. They're gonna get rewarded for just more nonsense. I think there's a hard drop off after the second pick. This reminds no R.J. Barrett. I don't I don't believe R.J. In, Barrett's nasty. I don't believe in Barrett. I, I completely or disagree with you. The way that Duke team just like Dude, fell I have a, apart oh without God. Zion. I mean, you have enough blue blood talent, but dude, RJ Barrett can shoot the three. He plays good defense. He's a twenty and ten guy in college. I mean, I think RJ Barrett. Listen, nasty. if you have Cam Reddish and RJ Barrett, you should be better than kind of a sub five hundred team. Like they Duke had was nothing when Zion past was that. Because did you see the guy who went like when 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 Zion got hurt, they put in a white guy who looked like me. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Where yeah, I just yeah. go, okay. Uh, there was something I did. I, okay, so the third pick. Is Raul Harchimaro. <laughs> well, that's Inside. a bad mock draft. Whoever has okay, that. no, Kobe, watch, Kobe White. Watch Amara. Okay. Watch Carolina's 6'5, fastest point guard we've had since Ty Lawson. Watch Amara should be projected like 16, 17, 18. That's his shit yeah. mock draft. You know who I, who I like? <laughs> I like Bull Bull. I love Bull Bull. I love Bull Bull. I would take him. I think, I think in the NBA, people don't take enough, of, enough risks because after the lottery and even at the back yeah. end of the lottery, there's so little talent left. It's not like – got touch. N- it's not like the NFL where you're going to get talent into the yeah. sixth round. But, you know, Bobo is like right now projected around 28. The NFL gets talent from like a UPS truck. Like a guy drops off packages to the <laughs> NFL stadium like, do you want to play linebacker? He goes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the NFL has this talent out of nowhere. It's sure. hard to project. Look it, at look at C.J. Anderson last year signing off the street, and he was better than Todd Gurley was for the Rams. You know, so yeah, yeah, you can get talent anywhere. But you know, I think I think Zion would be the most fun to see on the Knicks, right? Because then if you KD just, goes there, you, you have a fun core it. of Mitchell Robinson, Kyrie, Mitchell Robinson, Zion. You know what I mean? And Kyrie then if and you have, then if you have. 
KD and Kyrie there. That would be very interesting. It'll be a lot of fun. And, you know, as much as I can't stand the Knicks being a Celtics fan, it's like they've been bad for so long. And I, being from Albany, I have a lot of Knicks fans' friends. Yeah. And they just act like they don't like basketball. I go, I don't like basketball. I go, no, your team sucks. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? There is yeah. a certain point. All those guys go, come back as soon as they start winning. Yeah, as well they should. So I, you can just feel in the universe, it just feels like Zion's going to New York. Yeah. And if they say the fix might be in, and you go, yeah, actually, sometimes the NBA should step in and be like, look it. Phoenix, you've gotten a bunch of number one picks. <laughs> Cleveland, you've gotten a ton of number one picks. Yeah, well, I'm fine. We're giving the number one pick to, to, to the Knicks. I'm fine with the Knicks being shitty because I'm a Pacers fan. So if they're shitty for but eternity. But we go to New York a lot with time. I would I'm love to see a happy Knicks game. for eternity if if the Knicks are shitty. You know what I mean? You can still yeah. go see a Knicks game. But uh, I think the only way that KD and Kyrie end up going there is if uh, the rumors are, according to Charles Oakley, that Bezos wants to buy the Knicks. You know, because he wanted to get that deal done in Brooklyn, uh, not only for having the hub there, wow. but he wanted to earn own real That'd estate in New York, right? Right. So, what better place to own real estate now that the Amazon and thing where is does gone Dolan wants than out? motherfucking Madison Square Garden? You yeah. Know did you I hear mean? why Dolan wants out? Because he's a douchebag. Well, I, he's, he hates that perception of him, but he he well, he owns you, the you, forum. You, Do you know he owns the forum? I had no idea that. Yeah, was and so he he specializes in concert venues, and he actually loves entertainment. And he loves owning the building that have and has entertainment. Yeah. So he hates the fact that he ha- apparently he's actually not that bad a guy. <laughs> he's just yeah. bad at running the Knicks. And then he goes, he hates that this is his perception. He goes, I'm just gonna stick to concert venues from now on. He goes, I <laughs> own these buildings, so I really love being the guy who's putting on these great events. And, he, and he's now finally admitting like, that he's not good at running a basketball team. Well, yeah, no shit, <laughs> Sherlock. <laughs> totally. But the, I think one of the holdups in it is I, I'm glad that you you brought that up is because he wants to sell the team but he doesn't want to sell the arena right yeah you know which if you're buying the knicks and you're bezos you want the motherfucking arena you want the hot dog and the mustard too. you want the hot dog and the motherfucking mustard so um yeah and i think if zion actually went to the knicks i think it would do phoenix a favor and i'll tell you why that is um, I think what Phoenix is missing is a point guard, and if they get the first pick, they're gonna have to take Zion, even though he necessarily doesn't you fit on the even though he necessarily doesn't fit well, on maybe, the roster. Maybe you don't have to take him. I think actually, if I was Phoenix, what would be better for the team is John Morant. Is he a you point know, guard? John Morant is not only a point guard; he's a fantastic point guard. I thought he's a shooting guard. He's a. I think he's a generational point guard as well. He got he's a triple. Nasty. His highlights. He got incredible. the first triple double in the NCAA tournament since the '60s, which is fucking crazy that is there hasn't really? been a triple double since like the '60s or '70s. Some That's crazy, crazy amount of time. Yeah. But John Morant is a stud. He looks and like I think, Vince Carter. I think they're the With two the studs of this draft, and then really it's a big drop off. But if Cleveland got Zion. Another number one pick. Their third sick. or fourth number one pick in the last 10, 15 They're not years. Getting it. I don't think the NBA is Then that just means it. LeBron is going to be back there. <laughs> David Sterling would, will not allow this. He'll just <laughs> Sterling would not allow it, no, but Adam saying. Silver may. You I know don't what think I mean? so. Yeah. He, he's a Sterling disciple. Just, I, I'm telling you. I think they got they, New York is, has to be relevant at basketball. I'm again. telling you, I just have this feeling that Cleveland is going to win it They're again. the number three team, right? That, well, the, all the odds are even now. And, uh, now not only the three, the number three. T- oh, that's right. Wait. Yeah. Oh, so they had the, the same chance that the one pick as the Knicks do. They had the same chance oh, as it. the Knicks and the Suns. Oh, I didn't even think of that. As the Knicks and but the if, Suns. But but if one team moves up, this, no, this it's, the season is over tonight. No, 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 no so but they don't have the same chance. Here's why: they have a worse record. If one team moves up, Cleveland will be the four pick. Do you know what I'm saying? If, if, y- no, yes, no. Oh, I wonder how that works. Right. I don't know. This don't might know be a good time to, to ask if anyone's is if anyone's still on Twitch. No, yeah. 
This is the first year of this. Math- I don't know. Mathematically, mathematically, I don't know how that works because no, I guess you don't, you don't know what teams the same odds are the same odds. I guess they have the same yeah, and it's twenty five percent, right? I think they would have to. Pick I think everything. the top three teams have a twenty five percent chance at the one pick, and then it falls off dramatically from there. Yeah, right? yeah. So they pick first what the three teams got are. it. I think that's how it works. Yeah. I don't know, but um, yeah, this draft after John Morant, uh, I think Mark disagrees with me, but I think it's really a you bad can take draft. think out of the that it's, it's it almost reminds me of the two thousand and two draft where it was. Pau Gasol, Kobe White, Nasir Little, okay, Bull Bull. I think they all. I think who maybe a second round pick, Bull Bull. I would draft Bull Bull. But uh, uh, the Celtics, the Celtics have three picks. I, I would love to pick him. Here, the other big, um, the other, and, we're, and next week we're gonna do uh, NFL draft, some NBA playoffs and stuff. But uh, the other big story well, the top, was of the top course pick, what, the top search when I put how does the and it pulled up the NBA draft lottery work. Okay, continue. I'm going to read this while you do that. Okay. Uh, so the other big story in the NBA uh, Oh, today, hold on. Let's not move on. Dude, quit stepping on my shit, the man. Bottom, what the fuck? Hold on. Let's go back. The bottom three teams have a 14% chance of winning the top pick. All right. Don't step on the motherfucking transitions, Mark. <laughs> yeah, but this is important. <laughs> All right, I'm going to transition now, Mark. Is go that okay? Ahead, or do ahead, you have ahead. any other <laughs> bullshit asides that you want to make? Go ahead. Should I start? Anything you got? What's that? Yeah, my back out. Right. <laughs> the other big story in the NBA this week, uh, today, was actually Magic Johnson <laughs> dropping out of the Lakers. Here's Magic. She doesn't know I'm standing here because I knew I would be crying like a, a baby in front of her, even though I'm about to cry now. Um, but it's the right thing to do, right move to make. And then that way he can stay in place, build, hopefully build the team, coach the team the right way. And um, also, all the what I didn't like is the backstabbing and the whispering. I I, I don't like that, you know. And with that wow. weirdly weird vibe, unctuous press conference, Magic Johnson was out. The she that he's referring to is Jeannie Buss, the owner of the Lakers, who he did not consult with. Uh, before making this decision, he said there would be a lot of crying and he would probably change his mind. Uh, it's that whole statement. There's so much to unpack if you know what's going on. He's also talking about letting him coach that way. That's Luke Walton, who reportedly he wanted to fire midseason. Uh, Jeannie Buss staved him off of it. Um, and then, of course, the backstabbing, which I think is probably in reference to maybe LeBron Rich, yeah, or something. 100%. But I don't know. Uh, our friend Eli Braden, who does a lot of the uh, music on the Stern Show, had this tweet. He said, "Magic parted ways with the Lakers. I'm sure it's a difficult time, but I hope he stays positive." Oh, Jesus, <laughs> Eli Braden. But uh, yeah, the whole thing with Luke Walton is interesting. Jeannie Bus wanted um, wanted to keep him, and it seemed like uh like magic wanted him out you know what i realized yesterday too when, I, when magic was that magic is bigger than lakers he's bigger than basketball magic johnson he's a billionaire a huge businessman. step down to go to, to be the president Lakers. like i feel like the world needs magic johnson and the lakers don't that's you know what i'm saying kind of what he was saying yeah yesterday, yeah actually no, it's, it's true he it, seemed very like above it all he came and got lebron to go there and then now he's like I've done my work. I'm out. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, he's but also he was a shitty GM too. Like, look at who they, who they signed. Well, he was tampering a lot, thinking that he could get that he could. That he could sign. They signed. Uh, they wanted to sign all ball handlers, right? So in this era of the modern NBA, where it's mm-hmm. all three point shooters, which LeBron 
the greatest drive and kick force maybe yeah. in the history of the game. Definitely instead is. of instead of surrounding him with shooters, oh, let's surround him with our brilliant signings: Lance Stevenson, Javale McGee, Michael Beasley, the and NBA motherfucking Rajon Rondo. The, yeah, I mean that's just bad GMing. You the, know, the NBA isn't built that way either. Like they, we've ne- they've never put a super team together and had it work that year. It takes time for even yeah. if you play pickup basketball, you know it takes a few games to yeah. gel. Imagine the highest level, the NBA. Yeah. You can't just put a team together and win it. You just can't. Exactly, especially you know? ones of cast off scrubs like Michael Beasley mm-hmm. and Javale McGee. I love Lance Stevenson, but Lance ain't winning you a championship. Lance yeah. isn't your go get when you sign LeBron. Unless you we sign LeBron. Three. Who do we get? Go get motherfucking Lance Stevenson. Unless you know? it's guys absolutely one hundred percent in their prime and that and that team was already kind of set like when, when Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen came to the Celtics Paul Pierce had a pretty talented team around him yeah. and they had Paul Pierce in his prime and those players were in their prime because then you have the heat where all, three, LeBron didn't get they didn't get the other and star that the key needed. thing with Boston They're gonna that get it this team, year though that ta- that talent was all balanced yeah, they totally. all did different things yeah, KG totally. down low uh, Paul Pierce you know ISO guy Ray Allen shooting it really worked but the, the and they drafted Rondo the leaks this year are always really interesting with the Lakers because you can see which camp with LeBron camp releasing shit, Magic Palinka camp releasing shit, Genie Buses camp releasing shit. I know. You know what I mean? So you had this whole like Game of Thrones thing around the Lakers all year, like Magic wanted to fire Luke midseason, and then the classic bad GM move where you're blaming the coach. Yeah, so reportedly Magic wasn't be- Magic didn't believe that Luke Walton and his coaching staff were experienced enough in terms of player progression, you yeah. know what I mean? And he cites what D'Angelo Russell was doing in Brooklyn and what Julius is doing in New Orleans. But hold on, that's bullshit. For one, I don't think Luke Walton ever coached D'Angelo. He was out there before Luke Walton was in. Number two, Luke Walton, by all uh, measures and reports, begged, begged Magic to keep Julius Randle. Begged yeah, him saying, let's keep that, Julius that Randle. And then, yeah. and, then, and then they shipped him off. You know, For like, who? Players... Uh, they just let him go. They didn't resign oh, that's him. that's right. He was, he was restricted. They didn't agent. resign him. Oh, they God, didn't match. So bad. And players rarely make good GMs. On top of it, Magic got totally gamed by the Pelicans. They were trying to game the Pelicans. They yeah. said, yo, we want AD. Uh, AD, come out and say it so they have to trade you to us. AD comes out and says it, you know? Yeah. So then what the Pelicans did after that was brilliant. You know, their backs are against the wall. Kind of. You know? So what did they do? So what did they do, right? So Del Demps says, all right, what do you want to give us? Lakers offer the entire team. I thought that was a lose-lose. The Pelicans leaked that information. I know. And the Lakers subsequently tanked. The and rest the Pelicans jam got fired. That's what I'm saying. That was a lose lose. Like, yeah. actually, the Pelicans should have done that trade. Yeah. Because now they're going to get him. Now they're going to lose him for, for we'll, nothing. We'll see what happened. But Alvin Gentry, the coach of the Pelicans, said it, this is the most toxic trade situation I've ever seen. I've yeah, seen me too. T- two I've GMs seen yeah. have lost their jobs because yeah. of this. But how much. Um, how much of this do you think is on LeBron? Like, he was definitely throwing shade. At first, it seems like he was LeBron anti-LeBron. LeBron was also quite injured. And then at, at, at the end of the year, he said Luke did the best with what he had, which was definitely throwing shade towards Magic. So how much do you think that this was on Wait, LeBron? Wait, you LeBron said that? LeBron said Luke did the best with what he had, which to me seems like a shot at Magic. No, I think it's the best of Lonzo sprained his ankle. LeBron was quietly out the most games he's ever been out. So mm-hmm. he did the best with what he had in that, like, the Lakers are still a team that missed the playoffs last year. Do you know what I'm saying? And let the restricted free agent go. The thing, the, 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 the one that is unforgivable, it, well, not everything's forgivable, is 
is letting uh, him go to, to the Pelicans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, it, he was a restricted free agent. You, you got to sign your rookies who are good yeah. after the rookie contract. The restricted free agent's the That's best the deal in the NBA. That. And not only that, championship teams are built on that contract. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, and the he NFL had a high as motor. well. And the, the eyeball test, because Randall just played. You go, oh, this guy's getting really good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's got a high Tough motor. Player. And that's uh, the, the rookie con- that's on the cheap that second yeah, yeah, contract. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the whole NBA is built on those guys being good, especially yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. The Celtics are going to build their team. That's why letting Kyrie go yeah. is the right thing cuz if if we don't let Kyrie go out of the season, the Celtics lose Brown, Rozier, and then most likely Tatum. It would cost three superstar potentially well, in order to, to it sign It seems Kyrie. like you may not even have to make that choice. It may be God, it may so. be forced upon you. Yeah. Um yeah, but it says it says to me that LeBron at the end uh what I think happened is Magic wanted to fire Luke Walton. LeBron said, I don't want Luke Walton fired. You know, after probably playing footsie with Bad the idea. PR. Yeah. Playing footsie with the idea all season like LeBron does and then at the end, Magic was just like, "I'm out. I don't." He I didn't want to fire him. They're gonna. Luke will be fired tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. most likely. Uh, the because uh, you know they say that uh, with the, who's the uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers' old coach who went back to like Israel or something. You know what I'm talking about? David Blatt. Right. The uh, when the writing was on the wall because when when LeBron was coming off the court, he would always talk to Tyron Lue. And apparently when LeBron leaves the court, he just skips right by Luke Walton and Look, goes right and to Byron Scott. This is my big thing with LeBron, and LeBron is great people. He's toxic in a franchise. Uh, no. He doesn't he, – He's. are you kidding me? He, he doesn't let the executives operate in the way that they want. He steps in and he plays GM, and not only with the players, but with I the coaches as well. And I think and he's I, good at it. How could you say he's he good at it? He won it in Cleveland. It's a franchise that never won anything. How could you say he's good at it? Because he gets his boys paid, that's for sure. He got Tristan oh, Thompson yeah. paid a lot more in Cleveland yeah, than he should have. Yeah, if you're his boy, sure. Right, but I think that he built – look at him. He went to Miami and won rings. He went to Cleveland and won rings. I think oh, LeBron, He went to I, Miami and won rings because Pat I, Riley signed Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade was already there. I, I think LeBron and then he came good. back to Cleveland yeah. after they won the lottery. How many times? I think Le- after they the- won the lottery, had two number one picks on the roster. Look how good Clutch Sports Kevin is. Clutch Sports is a team. That yeah, he's but built. yeah, but Clutch Sports, if you're an executive running a franchise, is often working against you. I'm speaking about in terms of the perspective of being within a franchise. LeBron can often be a toxic influence. For instance, you know you had all those signings, and if you talk to Magic and They're Rob one year contracts. If you have, if you talk to Magic and Rob Palinka's people. They'll mm-hmm. tell you the reason that we did this is because LeBron said, I want ball handlers on the team. You know what I mean? He's a shit GM, and that's kind of like what everyone around the NBA I think everyone said. makes a mistake sometimes. Also, this, we'll see. This is the, this is, you don't just show up in the West and start dominating. The West is a little bit deeper if than he the East by if probably he three playoff teams if he gone, uh If he would have gone to Houston, that could have been the case. But, uh, but, you know, the other thing with LeBron, and, and you can say that, but I think what's another reason it's indicative of uh, you know his kind of bad GMing is no one wants to play with him. You know all the young guys look at LeBron as a corny ass, and none no. none of the other yeah bro yes a all, corny ass. They all think LeBron is corny, dude. His show have you seen his show on HBO, The Barbershop? Dude, lo, young <laughs> NBA players. Oh. I love that. I love that show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Young NBA players think LeBron is corny as no. Ever. I mean, I love it. Really? Yeah. No one wants to play with him. No one wants to play with him. Um, well, see, this offseason is gonna is gonna tell you a lot. Well, you know, not they, only they have room for some for some signees. KD KD has cited the environment around LeBron is toxic, specifically referencing LeBron in in uh, relation to that. 
Um, and you have Kawhi also who doesn't want to play with LeBron. None of the top well, Kawhi guys and LeBron are almost LeBron. the same exact player too. That I don't think that would work out. None of those guys want to play with LeBron. Um, so we'll see this off season. Kind of the two players who he has a chance at. The only two guys who seemingly want to play with LeBron are one is Kyrie, who had this to say about his year with the Celtics. A lot of bullshit. Exactly. That is a, that is that is just bending over and looking up your own ass. I mean, a lot of bullshit that he's caused. You know. <laughs> yeah, and you remember how at their throats LeBron and Kyrie was. And then yeah. Kyrie calls him, oh, my bad. You know, I'm trying to lead these young guys, and I know what you were going through with me and shit. And not only when, when Kyrie calls him, who is LeBron with? Kevin Love. So you could even <sighs> see Cleveland West happen. Uh, I, just, I, I would like to cut Kyrie Irving right now yeah. before the playoffs. And, uh, like and go, go to New York immediately. And Anthony Davis also wanting to go to LeBron. If he doesn't get Kyrie. That's or, two guys in the top. Exactly. NBA second teamers. Exactly. Exactly. But That's if he doesn't, if not... he doesn't get Kyrie or Anthony Davis, which Kyrie is much more of a twenty percent proposition, and Anthony Davis is is just if he can get I feel out like of there. Chris Paul's a free agent this year, is he? Then, uh, then there's not going to have a lot of hopes in terms of the people that they can sign after that, and it's going to be a fucking disaster in Los Angeles if they don't get one of those guys. You know, who are the NBA free agents this year? So we'll see. Also, not only can LeBron not uh, get people for free agency, he can't even get people in Space Jam Two. Okay, he's having Tommy. Get your life question ready. Uh, he can't even get people in Space Jam too. None of the top players want to be in the movie. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, when asked if he wanted to be in Space Jam Two, says, "I don't like being in Hollywood. I don't like all this extra drama. I'm just gonna try to be me, aka fuck you." Steph Curry doesn't want to be in it. KD doesn't want to be in it. And the reason I think they don't want to be in it because these guys think they have their own brands. They don't want to go to LeBron Joe and star as as kind of you know. The second pack. You got this you know? whole thing like the young guys don't want to be in it. But Mo Cheeks <laughs> just said he wants to be in it. <laughs> Mo Cheeks, who else? <laughs> Xavier McDaniel says yeah, he's in. Yeah. Oh, Xavier McDaniel's <laughs> in? Yeah, Juwan Howard in. Juwan's in. You know who just signed Shit, up for Space Jam 3? Juwan's in, I'm in. You Space Jam I mean? 3? <laughs> Alvin Gentry. Yeah, what if, what if, like, remember that scene in Space Jam where all those uh, NBA players are there and they like take the powers. I've literally like, never seen it. He's never seen it. Well, there's no. a scene where the aliens take the basketball powers of Charles Barkley and like all these NBA players and they deposit it onto themselves. Oh, okay. And that's, they get their skills. So what if the powers are like JaVale McGee, Lance Stevenson, <laughs> like Rondo and like, uh, like Michael Beasley, Tristan Thompson's kids, Tristan Thompson, you know, like the monsters wouldn't even be like, Make the playoffs in the yeah. East. You know what I mean? It's Space Jam, too. It's going to be ridiculous. Shots fired East. Okay. And before our live question of the week, just shout out to the old timers in the NBA and Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki, who retired. I wanted Dirk to stay another year, but great last nights for him. Uh, Dwayne and Dirk both had 30 last night. And Jamal Crawford, my man yeah. Jamal Crawford, 39 years old, also 51 points. Is Come to done? the Pacers next year. No, he's playing. He said, are you kidding me? Did you see what I just did? I got a hell of a lot left in the tank. And that's a quote. All right, Tommy, anything else will we miss? Uh, live question of the week. Live question of the live week. Live question of the week. Let's All right, here we go. So just released for the first time is a photo of a black hole. I don't know if you've seen it. Yes. Yeah. What do you guys predict 
is the next major newsworthy scientific discovery on that i mean there's so many like intermediary scientific discoveries something huge i mean is methane on mars huge i guess so how about methamphetamines on Venus? <laughs> that would be really big. Just find a colony of tweakers on Venus. Like, we took the bus. We thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. What would the next big science story be? I think, to me, it would be um, NASA. What, what, whatever NASA is going to do with their launch systems, if they decide to stay with the SLS, you know, which is a hybrid of uh, – of, um, of, of Boeing, Lockheed, and SpaceX systems, then, then you and should they, adjust your glasses when you say that. By <laughs> the way, because you went up there, I go. I think he's gonna adjust. <laughs> if they get the SLS done it, on in the next year, it's already fucking over budget and way past due. Then we can get to the moon by 2022, which would actually put us back in space. If not, just use the fucking uh, SpaceX's. That'll be ready back then. But I think the next big big story is gonna be mankind returning to a permanent uh, base on the moon. Before 2020, mankind the wrestler, mankind the wrestler. <laughs> Here's my prediction: the Phoenix, yes. the Phoenix Suns land on the sun 2025. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. With that, let's take it out. Tell them where to find them, Mark. Uh, my website's markscomedy.com. I'm going to be in Miami this weekend. Then I got a bunch of dates in LA, and then I'm in New York in May. So markscomedy.com has my social media and my calendar. Do all that. See all that. Follow us at Fanatics Pod. Follow me at Sean Joshi. S H A A N. Hardwood paroxysm. I realized just now that I never answered your question on why free agency didn't help the Philadelphia Eagles win <laughs> the Super Bowl. But we'll address that next week. And uh, also April fifteenth, I Sean Joshi and friends. Live on the main stage and the only stage at the Laugh Factory. Get your tickets. See you again next week, Twapes. Love you. Bye.